Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Dead of Night podcast. My name is Inisha. And I'm Cassiopeia. And we're going to dive into murder and crime and disappearing people and kidnapping. I, I think that's it. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> it. Okay. I hope you enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so today I want to talk about eight people missing from Oklahoma. And I know we only, well, I know there's usually only five, but three are siblings. Um, I just want to mention them. There's not really a, a lot at all on their disappearance. So um, I'm going to start with those three siblings and then we'll go on to the other people. <clears throat> so. The first one out of them going that went missing, her name was Paula Phillips. Um, she was last seen in the 6300 block of West 11th Place in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 7 p.m. on October 3rd, 1991. Um, she left her apartment that evening saying she was going to the store and she never returned. And she was never seen or heard from again. So her brother actually reported her missing his name is Donald Phillips. He's 20. And when police went to interview him three days later about her disappearance, which was October 10th, they were unable to locate him. Hmm. So he went missing in that short period of time as well. So Donna and Paula have not been seen or heard from since then. A third Phillips sibling, 21-year-old Londa, she disappeared from Tulsa 13 months later. November 22nd, 1992. So all within a little over a year, these three siblings disappeared. Um, Right. Uh, Authorities believe the disappearances may be connected to each other and to drug activity. They have persons of interest in the cases, but have never identified anyone as a suspect or made any arrests. And that's all. So I'll just go down and do a little bit of a description of them. Because like I said on here, there's not really a lot of information. So again, Paula was last seen in Tulsa, Oklahoma on October 3rd, 1991. Um, She is black, female, 26 years old at the time of her disappearance. Uh, She's five feet and 100 pounds. And the only description here is Black female, black hair, brown eyes. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so her brother, Donald Phillips. Again, not a lot to go on. Um, He was last seen in Tulsa, Oklahoma on October 7th, 1991. Um, We reported missing October 7th, but October 10th, when they went to... uh, interview him about her disappearance. They were unable to locate him. Um, He was 20. Again, black male, 5'9", 132 pounds at the time of his disappearance. Black male, black hair, brown eyes. That's the only description, which really infuriates me right now. I feel like they should have more. Yeah. Um, So, Londa was last seen in Tulsa, Oklahoma 
on November 22, 1992. Um, she was reported missing by a boyfriend after she didn't arrive at a relative's home and she was never seen or heard from again. Um, again, not a lot, not a lot of a description at all. Uh, black female, 21 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was between 5'1 and 5'4 and weighed 100 to 115 pounds. Black female, black hair, brown eyes. That's it. Which really makes me freaking angry. Like, I know they can find more information, and I know that more information has been handed to them. Like, you know that. Yeah. But it's like, oh, she's just a black female with black hair and brown eyes and 5'1 and 115 pounds. You know how many black females five feet, 100, 100 to 115 pounds out there. Like, come on. Yeah. It drives me insane. So that's all the information I have on those three. They, like I said, I wasn't even really going to say anything about them, but I, ever since I've done this, or I wrote this episode, I've been thinking about those three people. And I just, I don't know, my heart was just telling me to mention them. Even though there's not a lot of information, Hopefully it'll bring something to light. So yeah, there's that. Um, so the next two people I want to talk about is um, Kathleen Henson and her son Royce. Kathleen is actually a white female, but her son Royce is biracial. He's black and white. So I kind of, they went disappearing. They went, they disappeared together. So I wanted to write about her as well. Like I know we don't really do you know white people on the show that kind of sounds racist but whatever you know we don't really you know talk about them very much right um, but I wanted to talk about her just because you know it'd be weird to talk about her son and not her because they disappeared together mm-hmm. so Royce and Kathleen Henson were last seen together in Tulsa Oklahoma on March 23rd 1979 Kathleen worked at Rogers Rogers Records in the 5,000 block off North on, sorry, five, I really need to learn how to read my handwriting. Okay. <laughs> 5,000 block on North of North on North. I think it's on. Sorry. On North Pier, Piera, 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 the Avenue. <laughs> Pier, P-E-O-R-I-A. P-E-O-R. I A, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just say how I said it. Avenue, <laughs> and had access to concert tickets as a result of her job. So at 11:30 p.m. on the day of her disappearance, she called some friends and said she was going to go to their home to get them tickets, and be there within an hour. Kathleen was driving her father's car, which was a brown 1969 Chrysler Civic. She and Royce <clears throat> left to go drop off those tickets, and they were never seen or heard from again. Kathleen was divorced, and she left behind a 10-year-old son, Iman. Iman, who she was very close with. She dropped him off at his father's place of business the evening of March 23rd. Iman was supposed to only stay with his father for a few hours, so later on that evening, Iman's father dropped him off at home without realizing Kathleen wasn't there. The house was locked, so Iman, and Iman didn't have a key, so he crawled through the window and went to bed. Well, when he woke up in the morning, he realized his mother wasn't home, 
he called her best friend and called Kathleen's parents. Wait, how old was he? 10. And he went home. His dad dropped him off, but he didn't have a key, so he climbed through the window? Yeah, his dad dropped him off without realizing that his mom wasn't home. So his dad dropped him off thinking she was there. Right. And so he dropped him off and just drove away. I don't know. I'm very paranoid. So. Yeah, I would have waited until. <laughs> right, same. And if I saw my son climbing through a window, I would have been like, what are you doing? Same. You're not answering. Okay, get back in then. We'll wait for them. Right, same. That's me. <sighs> okay, so he called yeah. his mom's best friend. Yeah, he called his mom's best friend and she called her, she called Kathleen's parents. So on March 25th, which is two days after she went missing and her and her son went missing, Kathleen's father's vehicle was found locked and abandoned at the Butte Street and Pierre at, oh my God, why did I put that there? At <laughs> Ute, U-T-E, someone say Ute Street and Pierre, Pierre, okay, Pierre. Have in Tulsa. It was parked crookedly, which is uncharacteristic of her driving. There were no signs of Morris or Kathleen at the scene. Kathleen's straw coin purse, her driver's license, security card, a baby bottle, and one credit card were inside the car. She wasn't carrying any money, extra clothing, or diapers, or bottles for Royce at the time of her disappearance. Kathleen's loved ones don't believe she knew anyone living in the area where her car was found. When authorities searched the Henson's home, they found no indications of a struggle. Prior to her disappearance, Kathleen mentioned being afraid of a male acquaintance who was involved with criminal activity. At first, her parents believed she left of her own accord to get a break, but as weeks passed and no one heard from her, they concluded something else must be must, <clears throat> sorry, must have happened to Kathleen and Royce. And I actually read somewhere, I didn't put it in here, but I read that when Kathleen mentioned that she was afraid of the male acquaintance, her parents thought it was a joke at first. And, you know, now that she is missing and she's been gone for this period of time, they are thinking maybe something happened to her. Maybe he did something to her. Right. Um, there have, has been no sign of either of them since 1979. When Kathleen and Royce were initially reported missing, the police checked her car and apartment for evidence but didn't investigate their cases any further. And they didn't reopen their investigation until 1984 when Kathleen's mother inquired as to the status of her daughter's case. So it looks like they closed her case, maybe? Because hmm. they didn't reopen their investigation. Maybe her case wasn't closed. They just stopped investigating her. I don't know. But foul play is suspected in Kathleen and Morris's disappearances, which to this day still remains unsolved. Sorry, unsolved. Um, Kathleen was 30 years old when she went missing. She would be 72 now. She was 5'7", 125 pounds, Caucasian female, brown hair, blue eyes. Um, her nickname is Kathy. 
her ears are pierced and she may wear contact lenses. Royce was only one when he went missing. Um, at that time, he was he was two foot nine and thirty five pounds tall. He would be forty two now. He is biracial, black and white. He has black hair and brown eyes. If you have any information, please contact the Tulsa Police Department, and that number is 918-596-9122. I just remembered I didn't put that information for those other three people I read. I didn't say it, but I will put it in the show notes, like I always do. Okay, so the next girl I would like to talk about, her name is Pashara. Jones, and she was last seen in the 600 block of Archer Court in Claremore, Oklahoma on September 21st, 2015. She left her residence that evening upset and has, has never been seen or heard from again. Since she went missing, she hasn't made any bank transactions and she left her car and her phone behind. Her mother reported her missing two weeks later. According to her family, Jones is bipolar and her bipolar disorder wasn't being well managed at the time of her disappearance. And she would frequently walk away from home at night and turn up in a few hours. She worked at a pharmacy at the time of her disappearance. Her case remains, still remains unsolved. Um, so she was 20 years old when she went missing. She is 5'3 to 5'5, 120 to 140 pounds. She was wearing a purple, a pink and purple shirt, baggy black shorts, a black and white, or sorry, black and white knee-high socks, and a black and white, my God, why do I keep saying A, and black and white high-top Nike shoes. She was carrying a black leather backpack-style purse. Uh, she is biracial, she's African-American and Vietnamese descent. Ooh. She has black hair and brown eyes. She is really pretty. She has black hair and brown eyes. Her ears are pierced. She has a lump on her right thumb. Bashara suffers from bipolar disorder and needs medication, which she doesn't have with her. Her family, again, I think I said this before, her family stated her med medication, medication wasn't working well at the time <laughs> of her disappearance. If you have any information, please contact the Claremore Police Department, and that number is 918-341-1212. That kind of scares me a little bit. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she might have been, because I don't know if like sex trafficking is really big here in Oklahoma. I have no idea. But I feel like she's really pretty too. I just have a feeling maybe she, maybe Wait, she's got. You, your thing keeps freezing. So sometimes it, it doesn't catch everything that you say. So you said you don't think that there's a lot of sex trafficking, but... But I feel like she's a victim of sex trafficking. Oh, because she's really pretty. Right. And, you know, I know she would just leave and walk and stuff like that. But if somebody wanted to kidnap her, they definitely could do that. Okay. Um, yeah, she's really pretty. I really feel like something like that happened to her. I don't know. It's just a feeling that I have. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just have a feeling like something like that happened. Definitely well could have. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Next person. Next person. All right. Cassandra Patterson was last seen at her residence at Silverleaf Apartments in Haskell, Oklahoma on May 5th, 1988. Her three children woke up at 6 a.m. and discovered that her mo their mother was gone. Although her purse was still there, she has never been seen or heard from since. Patterson's mother got a phone call on Mother's Day in 1989, and the caller hung up immediately and has never been identified. So I actually just want to say something. I actually read, like, on Twitter, there's um, a handle on Twitter that does um, updates on cases and stuff like that, and I found some information about her case. Not really an update, but they said her mom would get these calls and when she would pick up, she would hear somebody saying, mom, mama, mom, and like the line would go dead. Or mom, it's Cassandra, and the line would go dead. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I read that. So, which would be a really scary thing if that was true. But um, again, it's unclear whether the caller was her or not. Um, few details are available in her case as well. Um, again, she was last seen on May 5th, 1988. Um, Cassandra is biracial. She's Black and Native American. She has black hair, brown eyes. Cassandra has a depressed scar on her left inner ankle that she sprained or broke during a bicycle accident from when she sprained and broke during a bicycle accident when she was 12. Her ears are pierced. She may go by her middle name, Denise, or the first name, Kay. Her hair was shorter length and straightened at the time of her disappearance. If she was alive today, she would be 65, 65 or 66 years old. I couldn't find a, a birthday. Um, family is still looking for answers. Um, I know her mom passed away, but I know that, and I know her mom really wanted to know what happened to her, but. Um, I know that her uh, her aunt is still looking and her siblings are still looking as well. So if you have any information about her, please contact the Haskell Police Department. That number is 918-482-5244. All right. Are you ready for the next person? Okay. Cedric Lee Wright was last... Oh my God, what is with my voice today? I don't know, it's very raspy today. Cedric Lee Wright was last seen at an acquaintance's residence near Highway 48, approximately 10 miles outside of Bristow, Oklahoma. He apparently told the occupants of the home that he had to leave town for a few days and asked if he could leave his car at their house. Wright left afterwards, getting into a white extended cab pickup truck with dark tinted windows. Two individuals were inside the truck, but they have never been identified. Uh, Cedric has never been heard from again. His coat, cell phone, and keys were all left behind. If you have any info, oh, sorry, I skipped, I skipped a bunch, sorry. Cedric was 24 when he went missing. He would now be 43. He was 5'9", 200 pounds, black male, black hair, brown eyes. Cedric may have a mustache, beard, or goatee. There is a fading touch on his upper right arm with the word C-Dog and the initials W-S in very small writing. 
his left ear is pierced. If you have any information, please contact the, I'm gonna mess this up, Oak, Oak Fusky County Sheriff's Office at 918-623-1122. I swear, Oklahoma has some weird names for cities here and towns. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they really do it's insane like the the thing the towns I hear I'm like what and when my dad pronounces them they're even funny okay of course because he has that like he has that he has the country yeah yeah great (laughs) okay country thing what's that I said the western country thing right yeah his accent's very heavy so it it's just it's funny when he pronounces when I ask him to pronounce cities and stuff and he'll pronounce them. It's really just a little side note. Okay. All right. So I got one more. Okay. Victor Ray Greenwood was last seen in Atoka, Oklahoma on January 12, 2001. He went for his daily walk near his home, but he never returned. He left all his belongings behind at home. He was 36 when he went missing. He would be 55 years old now. Uh, he is, which is crazy to me. He is between 5'3 and 6 foot. That's such a big gap. Yeah. Um, 130 to 150 pounds. Black male, black hair, brown eyes. If you have any information, please contact the Atoka Police Department. And that number is 580-889-3250. I actually came across a Facebook page for him, a missing Facebook page. Hmm. And his family still writes on it. Like they wrote um, happy birthday messages. And, you know, when he went, when he disappeared, the day he disappeared, they, you know, wrote like a nice little, now we miss you. Like his brothers, his younger brother is still very active on that page. So they're still looking for him. But that literally is like somebody leaving, or not leaving, I shouldn't say, missing without a trace. And that's all the information I could find on him. Just he left to take his morning walk and then never returned home. That sucks. Right. Like a lot of these cases, I can't, I just have to remind myself why I do this show. Because or sorry, why I do this podcast, because I feel like there's not a lot of information on anybody. It's just, they went missing, and this is what we know, and if you have any information, please call. Like, yeah, there's just a big, never mind, we're not, I'm not going to get political. But yeah, that's, that's all I have. Well, that was good. Even if it was just a little bit. Yeah, it was a short one. I tried to find um, episodes where, or episodes, I tried to find cases where there was a lot more information, but I feel like the cases that don't have a lot of information need need that coverage as well, because hopefully it'll spark up something, give somebody some kind of, you know, uh, memory, Boom, memory. Okay, I remember seeing this in that. Memory. Boom, memory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of the words to say. I don't know. Maybe it'll help somebody with memory loss. There we go. 
maybe it'll bring some more information to the light. Maybe it'll, you know, a cop will hear it and they'll be like, oh, let me go look into this case. I don't know. Mm. But hopefully it'll do something for someone that would bring me joy. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay Cassie, tell them and where the, they can find us. It, right. Um, you can email us at thedeadofnightpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the Dead of Night Podcast. And the, I'm going to say that's it because we're still working on getting the Facebook page right. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know we have to get it done, okay? I'm working on it. You don't gotta bark at me. I know, rude. They're not even looking this way. <laughs> They're looking at the door. Is somebody at your door? I don't know, I guess. I'm supposed to be getting a package, but it's still not here yet, so I don't know what's happening. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us ramble at the end of our show. Um, Thank you. That had nothing to do with anything, but I hope you live your best pandemic life and be safe out there. Bye everybody. Be safe.